What's up, what's up, everybody? It's your homegirl, your sister friend here, Ema Marie, coming on with a whole new podcast episode. Y'all know how I do. When I come on, I need y'all to share, like, tag, repost, get the information out. Let your homegirls, your sister friends, all of them know that I have a whole new podcast episode ready for them. I have a treat for y'all. Y'all know I am in a series. I'm doing something a little different, just a little different. You know, I'm having different guests come on to share you know, their expertise and um, their life experiences, you know, because what is life if you're not able to share it with um, individuals, you know, because we come from all kind of walks, um, different backgrounds. And so I am so excited and elated to have a special guest on tonight. Um this is a man of God who who loves God with all of his heart. And um, this particular series or uh, episode is entitled um, From Rags to Riches, you know, and um, God is doing a wonderful thing in his life. And when I came up with this particular title, I was like, you know what? I believe that this man would be um, the the one to be able to reach, you know, the people. A lot of y'all, y'all so accustomed to me talking from a woman's perspective, but tonight I have a man coming on. This is the first of many. Uh, hopefully it won't be the last time, but I have a special guest tonight, none other than Pastor Antoine Headspeth. Yes. Hey, Pastor. <laughs> doing Miss Petty. Oh, I am doing well. Doing well. E Marie is cool. Thank you. E Marie Evangelist. But... <laughs> really? Is this what All we're doing today? Uh, yeah, preacher. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll let you have that. So yeah. thank you. I thank you. I thank you for um saying yes to the invitation and coming on. Yeah. And just sharing, you know, sharing with us, um, those out in the cyber universe, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> your, your testimony, your, how God has brought you through. Um, but first and foremost, let's, let's just start out. Who are you? Let's well, start there. Right. No, that's fine. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you for the invitation. I'm grateful to be a part of the E. Marie show, right? E. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're grateful for that. Um, so my name is, uh, of course, um, Antoine Hespeth, Pastor Antoine Hespeth. Um, who am I? I'm a, I'm a multiplicity of things, but most importantly, I'm a man, a man of God, and um, and just somebody who's grateful for God's grace and favor on my life so ultimately that's who i am there's many layers but yes let's let's kind of peel back these layers tonight okay okay i'm ready yeah let's talk about let's you know talk about from rags to riches i know when i presented the um title to you you were like hold on now (laughs) so kind of like yeah, tell us what went through your mind when I presented you with this title. Well, I mean, typically, whenever you hear the words rags to riches, that um, it means that somebody have went from um, season moment of poverty to great riches in a monetary sense. 
And so I was like, well, you know, I'm, you know, we ain't broke, but you know, we, we, we still trying to get to the riches. So that's what I was thinking. I said, you sure that's the right title? But no, yes. but, but I get it. I, I totally understand. But that was initially my, my thought process. Okay. So that was initially your thought process. And, you know, here we are today um, from rags to riches, you know, your past doesn't define you. Yeah. Um, and I felt like in regards to this title and what I know, mm -hmm. um, when I am getting to know about you, you know, I perfect fit, the perfect fit, you know, just to be an encouragement and yeah. Uh, enlighten people, you know, pertaining to their walk. Yeah. And um, yeah, just kind of tell us about you, where you have come from, your background, where are you from? Well, I think it's important that um, men and women from all walks of life, that they share their, uh, their testimony. Because sometimes when people see us, they see the finished product. And when or you say us... When I say us, I'm meaning like people in church, men uh -huh. and women, people in church. And, and sometimes it can be discouraging when you see somebody uh, at the at the present moment and not know their process and not know where uh -huh. they can. And so we all have testimonies. So for me, um, part of my testimony, I'm born and raised in a city uh, called Benton Harbor, Michigan, right outside of, right outside of Chicago. So I'm a, I'm a Midwest guy. Um, at a young age, you know, the young one, that's a teenager in and out of trouble. Uh, you know, it was a very impoverished city. Um, definitely, I think the um, the income per household is is maybe right at twenty thousand um, dollars. It's wow. just it's a, it's a it's a really impoverished city. Of course, when there's poverty, there's a lot of crimes, and I was just a, a mm -hmm. story is typical. I think of a lot of inner city kids. So as I believe at 18 years old, um, no, I'm sorry, forgive me, I'm 21 years old, mm -hmm. I found myself um, going to prison. And so I found myself at 21 years old, I had just turned 21, and wow. I was 20 uh, to a maximum of 20 years in Jackson Penitentiary as a young Hold man. Hold on, stop right there. We said yeah. a maximum, You're, oh, mm -hmm. let's kind of rewind a little bit. So you said at you said you had just turned 21, right? Just turned 21. Yeah. Just turned 21. So, like, this is the time where you're supposed to be living your best life, right? Trying, right, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then it's like, boom, out of yeah. nowhere. You, yeah. you're, you're, you're given or sentenced 20. 20, 20 years in prison. Um, and I'll never forget, like, even though I'm, I'm far removed from that in, in, uh, in terms of years, but I'll never forget that moment and just mm -hmm. going through. Um, but let's let, let's back up a little bit. Um, you know, I'm out selling drugs. I'm on the streets um, just trying to survive. But okay. I was so I was really so sick and tired of the anxiety of the life that I was living. Mm -hmm. I never forget but the day that I got caught. Um, I'm on my way to the block. I'm ready. You know, I got, I had a number I'm trying to hit. I need to sell what I had. And I remember, um, but feeling so grieved in my spirit and I was just heavy and I just wanted some change. I'll never forget walking down the street. Um, I'm on my way to the, to where, um, me and my friends are, you know, in the hood where we would sell, we was, mm -hmm. we 
set up to sell our drugs. And I, <clears throat> and I remember asking God to, I'll never forget walking past this building and, and it wasn't a, 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 a church, but they were having church in this building. And I couldn't articulate, I couldn't hear what the preacher was saying. I couldn't identify what words were saying, but I heard the people in there praising God. Mm. And I leaning my head against that it was like a window and just asking God to change to change my life I'm like I just changed my life and don't you know uh I think a day later uh I got caught uh police rolled up on me caught me selling drugs and I took off running and the police about I don't know maybe like five six police came out of nowhere chased me down and with a nine millimeter to my head a police nine millimeter to my head I hear God say, I just answered your prayer. Oh my God. So you telling me that you had spoke this prayer mm -hmm. to the Lord. And basically mm -hmm. you were just like, Lord, just change my life. Like I, I need to turn over a new leaf in the yeah. next day. The next day, the next day, <sighs> the next day. And when I, I, I heard as clear as day, God said, I just answered your prayer. And, you know, it's important to understand that sometimes, you know, he'll take some of the worst situations mm -hmm. that you're in to bring out the greatest blessing. I had no yes. idea that God was using that situation to, number one, get my attention, but number two, to save my life. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, and real quick, I'm sorry. I don't know if you were No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, consequently... Um, you know, I go to, uh, you know, I get sentenced. And so Michigan has what they call uh, a prison or sentencing guidelines. And mm -hmm. so uh, you can do a maximum and you have a minimum. So my maximum was 20 years. My minimum was two years. So I had a two okay. to 20. So I had to do at the very least two years. And if I got into any trouble, the state of Michigan could hold me up to 20 years or longer if I caught if I got another case while in prison. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, lo and behold, um, I'll just fast forward the story. Uh, lo and behold, uh, I ended up getting parole, my very first time going before the parole board. And, um, and you know, when I got out of prison, the first thing I did, I ran to the church. And um, there was a church that I, you know, I did uh, attend before I went to prison that I was uh, frequenting. But when I got out, I just gave my whole heart to God. I gave my life. And, mm -hmm. and, and I want to say this, too. Everything wasn't perfect. I didn't make all the right moves. I didn't cross every T. I didn't dot every I. But one thing I made up in my mind that I was not going to quit. Mm -hmm. And because of that, God allowed my testimony to become a blessing to others. And it just changed my life. I, I joined the church. Now, watch this. The same church that I joined, I came in with my pants sagging, earrings in mm -hmm. my ear. Um, the same church that I joined that day. And the pastor that God allowed me to be under was the church that I ended up becoming the senior pastor uh, many years later. The same church. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so God, he, he has a sense of humor and, um, you know, <laughs> no. so you was out here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He, he does have, he definitely has a sense of humor. Yeah. You was out here, um, slanging and selling and he acting had other huh i said acting a fool <laughs> yeah acting a fool and you know god he threw a monkey wrench in that in that um mm -hmm. in your parade <laughs> yeah. 
He did. So, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, like, you know, so, like, he threw this monkey wrench in your, um, let's see, your your dream, your goals. I guess at that time, you know, you were 21. What what dreams or ambitions did you have? I didn't have any. My 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 ambition was to make it through the day. My my goal was mm -hmm. to get enough money for the day. You know, a lot of times we have this this um, glamorized idea of what of drug dealers because we see mm -hmm. these big time, you know, Chapo and all these big time <laughs> drug dealers. And we see things that. Let me tell you something. Ain't nobody making no money out there really like that. You know, no. we we're just struggling trying to trying to do what we can do. So I didn't have any ambitions. I didn't have any plans. I was just in survival mode. Mm. What I did not know, and you alluded to this, I had, you know, I had my plans. I had my goals that were, um, that were, you know, short-sighted. Yeah. But I didn't know I had plan, a plan for my life. I never, I never forget in prison. Um, I had a detail, I had a job detail and the, and God said, um, I was doing this little job that I had in prison. And he said, mm -hmm. you see with your, the last five years of your life he said give me the next five years of your life and watch me change everything around wow while i'm in prison this is god speaking to me and i had i didn't know nothing about being nobody's preacher nobody's pastor nobody's anything i didn't know any of that um hold on but, hold on but, real quick i'm, I'm sorry because I, I i had a because you said while you was in prison you were having this conversation. God, God was speaking to you. Like, Absolutely. can we pause right there? Did you even have a relationship with God at this point? I, I, I did. I think I did. I had what, um, okay. you know, maybe not in a traditional sense, but mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, I had a relationship with God. I knew who God was. I knew enough to pray. I knew, um, as, as when I was younger, I would go sometime. My mother would take us on Easter and my uncle uh, was the pastor of this particular church. And so I would go sometimes. Um, but so, yeah, I had I did have a working knowledge of, of Christ, but maybe not necessarily a relationship. Got you. Got yeah. you. OK, yeah. so while you're in prison, you, mm -hmm. you're having this conversation with God and what happened? Well, he was just, it was just dropping um, destiny moments. Mm. And I didn't know it. He was, you know, in retrospect, he was just, he was showing himself to me and I didn't know it. So he would speak to me and I would hear, and I heard him say that I, I'm going to do this in your life. Now, you, yeah. here's, here's what's crazy because you're telling me what you're going to do, but I'm in prison. <laughs> Not only am I right. in prison, I'm in one of the largest prisons in Michigan. And mm. so, you know, I, I didn't know to believe it or to reject it. I just received it. Mm -hmm. And God just began to do things in my life. And ultimately, you know, I got out of prison. And like I said, I went straight to the church. And I and thank God for um, my, my, my spiritual father, who mm -hmm. um, I, didn't, I didn't realize how much he would mean to me and how much God would use him to help further my life and help save me. And so uh, I got under an awesome man of God, a good ministry and God, I just, I just, just dove straight into his word. And, and next thing you know, I didn't know that there was a, 
a preacher in me. And mm -hmm. I didn't know that inside that preacher was a pastor and then that pastor was, a I didn't know these things because all I knew was what I saw. And what mm -hmm. I saw was drugs. All I saw yeah. was in and out of jail. What I saw was my most of my cousins and uh, were 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 in prison or coming out of prison. That's all I knew. I didn't know that God would use me. So I I, I don't know if I'm if I'm moving too fast, but um, I didn't know that He would uh, have me preaching. I preached all across this country. I preached. Um, I pastored a church for ten years in Michigan. I pastored mm -hmm. two the same the same mayor and commissioners in the city who were having meetings trying to get rid of and trying to rid the streets of guys like me were all of a sudden members of my church. <laughs> but all of a sudden were coming to my church during our service. And mm -hmm. so I, I would encourage anybody and I would encourage parents. I, I you you don't know what God has planned for what you may call your wayward child. Everybody has their own journey. And so I just yeah. want to encourage parents and that God has a way. We know what the Bible says, Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together yes. for good to yes. them that love God and to them who are the, the called according to his, his purpose. purpose. Yes. And what I surrendered to was God's purpose for my life. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I know Proverbs 19 and 21 tells us that many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. And, yeah. uh, you know, just just your testimony alone just lets us see that, you know, you had a plan, you know, yeah. like the enemy. He has a plot. He has a plan. Yeah. But God has a purpose, yeah. you know, and his plan, uh, his purpose supersedes any plan, any plot that the enemy tries to send our way, you know, because like the word of God tells us, you know, um, his word will not return into him void if he spoke it. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Absolutely. So sometimes, you know, we just go through um, those seasons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you were make, you made reference in regards to your, the environment that you were in you yeah. became it, but yeah. it was, it was until you got to that place where you had to go into prison, a state of isolation that God began to show you who and whose you were. Yeah. I, you know, I get chills right now thinking about it. I get, <laughs> you know, you're not worthy. You mm. know. And so let me, so let's, let's be clear. I went to prison for doing what I did. I did it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I wasn't unjustly, uh, uh, incarcerated at all. I mm -hmm. did it, but that's where God's grace comes in or his mercy. Yes. And that's, even though I was guilty, God said, I still have a plan for his life. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, um, and because of that, I think it's important that as God begins to reveal himself to you and whatever, whatever you're going through and whatever he brings you out of, that he's not bringing you out just for you to say, thank God he brought me out. But right. he brings you to testify of his goodness, because who knows who can be saved, delivered, set free, encouraged by what you went through. Exactly. So it's important that we understand that, yeah, I went to prison and, and I'll say this. Um, I remember um, somebody said, and they didn't mean any harm, mm -hmm. but it, but it was coming. It, it, it wasn't the right thing to tell me, even though I know they didn't mean any harm. 
And it was like, well, you need to stop telling people about that testimony. And I felt bad for a second. I'm like, well, maybe uh -huh. I should be telling that. But God showed, but God began to remind me, no, I brought you out of that for a reason. And, and, yes. and, and I want you to tell somebody. And so because of that, I have a heart for the uh, incarcerated men and women. I have a heart mm -hmm. for prison reentry and and um, those that are coming out of prison and, and, and being um, being reentered back into um, society. So he's he's he allows you to go through and bring you out so that you can be a blessing to someone else. Exactly. I know Romans, um, no, Revelation 12 and 11, it tells us that, and they overcame him by the yeah. blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So it's in order to overcome, we have to testify. We have to share of the goodness and share of our experience because we yeah. never know who is amongst us, who needs you know, our experience, what we've gone through, what we are enduring in this moment to okay. assist them to overcome um, yeah. every trial, every battle that the enemy tries to send their way. So, you know, um, the enemy will try to shut us up yeah. pertaining to uh, what God has brought us out of. But we know that when we open up our mouth, we put hell to shame, <laughs> you know, and yes. uh, people are free, set free and delivered. Yeah. Yes, there's so much power. There was an, the anointing rest upon your testimony yes. of what God can do and what God has done. And and the fact that he is no respecter of persons, no. that he does it for me, he can do it. I, I don't know who's listening, but I just want you to know if he, do, if he does it for one, he'll mm -hmm. do it for you. Yes. He will do it for you. And so, uh, and I'm grateful for that. And I didn't know that um, while I was in prison that I would travel the country preaching the gospel. I had never even really left out of my hometown. I didn't know that um, I would have opportunities to preach on television networks that reaches mm -hmm. um, millions of, of homes. I had no idea that um, I would pastor and preach at these conferences and lead people to Christ. I, I had no idea that God would do this. I'm grateful for it because yeah. I could have easily been in prison. Even right now, I, I got locked up at 21. I'm 47 years old. I would have just now been getting out. Wow. And so I'm grateful for that. And that's why I always shout of his goodness. I always say what he's done because he didn't have to come get me from where I was. And he didn't, but he did. And that's good news in itself. That is good that's news. That's good news in itself. And because of your yes, because of your yes, it opened doors that you you never would have thought of. It, and not only did it open doors, but it gave you the opportunity to leave your place of familiar and mm. take you into new territory. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, there's many things that I've done in Christendom I would have never done. Many places that I traveled, I would have never traveled uh, mm -hmm. or seen or have experienced had it not been for God's hand on my life. And so uh, I am indeed grateful for it. And, you know, I say this because, you know, it is, it's typical, you know, for black men to be in prison. Um, right. Typical for them to go to prison and spend Sometimes they become lifers. Sometimes they're there for 15, 20 years. I've had friends mm -hmm. 
who went to prison out of high school and 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 get out when i see them i saw them years later they were not even the same person wow they i, I had to ask them and say hey you remember me i'm like yeah you, you you're antoine but their demeanor was different they couldn't even there was no even you could their social skills had diminished because mm. what they had went through uh in this prison you know in our current prison system so um and so i think part of what to keep every person humble is mm -hmm. because if he i feel like this i could have still been in prison the person mm -hmm. who did 20 years is no no less or more no greater than i am i could have that right. very well could have been me in fact it probably should have been me and mm -hmm. so who can understand the mind of god who can understand why he does things so i'm grateful but i'm humble because i deserve that but he yeah. didn't give it to me and i'm no better than the person who had to deal with it and so that should keep us grateful and humble mm -hmm. because you didn't do anything to deserve god's favor and grace on your life you didn't earn yeah. it no <laughs> exactly wow you know god is good um you don't look like what you've been through you know and that in itself is a blessing because you know a lot of times when we endure trauma um yeah. sometimes we were that trauma yeah we were that life experience mm -hmm. um but it's amazing that you know a lot of times you see people and you don't really know what they've gone through until you sit down with them and they begin to share and it's yeah. like wow just mind-blowing you know because of the fact that it's like but you went through that and yeah. just listening to them it's like oh there gotta be a god if you don't believe in god after hearing that yeah that's it's and you know and that's just the beauty of of the presence of god that he mm -hmm. transforms us that we can um go through stuff and but when god gets done with us we don't look like what we've been through he will release a Manasseh blessing on our life to where Manasseh. it calls us to forget the many toils that we have been through. And I just believe in that, that God, that it, it can get so good that you won't even look like what you've been through. That yeah. I've had a conversation with people and say, hey, this is what, you know, and they look at me like there's no way. But trust me, it, it's true. I've been through it. I lived it. You know, but God is so good. Like I have to purposely try to bring back those memories because he's mm. called me to forget some of the, the the hell that i had to go through doing that scene but it made me it made me who i am and it taught me that uh to trust in god and to know no matter how bad things is that he is in fact you know uh he, he tells the church in philippi he, he says um that I, i've learned to be abound in the base and he yeah. says and then he goes on and he says that uh, I can do all things through Christ who does what mm -hmm. strengthens, strengthens me. me. And so the only yeah. way we're able to do these things is because of the strength that he gives us. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> That's good. And a lot of times I feel like just even in my own time, you know, I'm always trying to just be strong, mm -hmm. but when I'm weak, that's yeah. where God's strength is, is seen, you know, yeah. in my life. And so I should not look at weakness as, you know, um, the end all be all, because when I am weak, 
and I reach out to my father, he gives me the strength to be able to overcome, to overthrow, you know, and to overturn, you know, the things, the the devices that the enemy uh, sends my way. But that comes with maturity. That comes with maturity. And, you know, it's it's not something that just happens by osmosis. You know, (laughs) you have to have a will to do. Absolutely. You have to have a will to do. Absolutely. I um I teach a class. It's called a motivational empowerment session um, here in Los Angeles. And um, we're getting ready to rev this class back up. And mm-hmm. most most of the people that are in this class are people who have struggled with drug addiction. Some just um, are homeless. Some are just going through some rough times. I and, and I share my testimony to encourage them that, you know, it, yeah, you may be going through a bad time now. But it could be so much worse. And so God will strengthen what remains. You have to learn how to celebrate the small victories. Celebrate where you are. Thank God for where yeah. you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm weak. Yeah, I'm going through right now. But God, I got you strengthening. You, you're right. going to help make it through this. So I, I totally believe that that even that when, I, when we are weak, he is strong. Yes, he sir. Showed mighty in our lives, even in our weakest moments. And I'm sure you can attest to this. Some of the, mm-hmm. the greatest moves of God that I've experienced was at the worst season in my life. Felt Can you tell? <laughs> in such a great capacity when uh-huh. all hell break breaking loose. And so we shouldn't despise those days of struggle because they're only, they're only for a moment. Yeah, for a moment, we but in those clear. moments, in those moments, those moments don't they don't feel like they you don't, know, they don't feel like, <laughs> and that's why it's important to hear the testimony of somebody who's been through it because sometimes that's just enough strength you need just to get yeah. through that season that you're in. That's good, that's good. I know, um, I think it's, um Second Corinthians five seventeen it says therefore, if men if any man be in Christ he is a new creation all things are passed away, behold all things are made new. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of pressing for it with this one. Um, when I quoted that verse, what, what like how did that resonate with you? Being that you know you know your past and you know where you are now. But you also see where God is taking you. Like how how did that verse resonate with you, with your spirit? And all things become new. Being a new creature is that that scripture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it 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 just it reminds me that we all can go through a transformation process, and that, that you don't have to be bound by the old man and his activities and the things that he's done. You know, we don't forget what we did and what we've been through. We don't forget it, yeah. we live it. But we don't have to be held captive to it. And right. so we're free from what happened yesterday. We're free from the behavior. We're free from the mindset because behold, all things, have, are, we're, we're brand new creatures in Christ. And isn't that, I mean, isn't that wonderful to know that we can go through this new birth experience that we can be new creatures in him, that we can be new individuals. And he just setting us free from what was because he has a plan that is greater than our plans. He he has a right. plan for the future 
that is greater than our past. And so that's what it resonates with me that behold, we that all things have become new in our in our life. And so I'm grateful for it because I without God, none of us are anything. Mm-hmm. And no matter how smart you are, no matter the degrees, the money, there is a void in every individual who do not have God in their life. And so, yeah, that's that's how that resonated with me. That's good. You were talking about, um, as you were talking, brother, mm-hmm. I began to think about the the caterpillar and the butterfly. Yeah. And, you know, um, with the caterpillar, it's on, it's at the lowest of lows, you know, it's at the, the bottom of, of the earth and ha- having to take in the dirt and just being, um, uh, caught up in the dirt and just the elements of the, the world. Sure. But when that metamorphosis take place. And that caterpillar isolates or um, pulls itself away from that particular environment. Mm-hmm. And it gets wrapped up with, you know, the larva and all of that. And it goes through that transition. One yeah. thing that Holy Spirit was showing me, he was like, you know, you've had a season of a caterpillar where it seemed like everything, like you was at the lowest of lows. You was taking in dirt. It seemed like the destination you were trying to get to took forever to get there. But you're in a place now in a season where I'm isolating you. Yeah. I, it's just me and you. I'm pouring into you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm removing the old so that you can embrace the new. One yeah. thing I love about the the that transformation or that metamorphosis is the fact that that caterpillar, when it becomes a butterfly there's no one on the outside helping it get out right it breaks free with the newness Mm. of that which it has been birthed in Mm. it to release itself from this place of isolation and be able to just soar yeah you know and so I think a lot of times in life we get so focused on just being the caterpillar where God has something greater for us as that as we go through that transformation process. Like every process is necessary, you know, as it relates to the caterpillar. Yeah, that caterpillar needed to be close to the earth. It needed to to um, take in the dirt or whatever so it can appreciate, you know, that time where it is free to soar. Absolutely. And so, you know, just listening to your story. (laughs) <laughs> what i mean i love how you how you broke that down it's so true and i love what you said that each each part of that process is necessary yes yes and i think sometimes we 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 try to um jump the process you know we try to jump the process but i know with cooking there are some steps that you just cannot miss out on and those who are good cooks you know you know okay baby that's when you skip them steps and you try to serve that food be like hold on baby something ain't right we can actually taste it you know and i think that it's okay you know when we're going through this our our individual process yeah. It's okay if we're we may be in a slow cooker. 
Yeah. Some people yeah. might be in a microwave, you know, yeah. just predicated on what is needed in regards to getting to that process. So the microwave is necessary for particular things. The slow cooker is necessary for certain things. The oven, the stove. But at the end of the day, as long as you embrace the process. Yeah, that's all you, that matters. Yeah, you got to embrace the process. You know, you're talking about cooking. I was, and, and, and there's something about good meat. And when you talk, when you really cooking, sometimes mm -hmm. it takes time. And good meat yeah. make make his own gravy. And so exactly. Got to, you know, guys, go through that process. And like you said, every part of that process is necessary. No matter um, how much that caterpillar want to fly, it has to go through that that cocoon stage mm -hmm. that's going through transformation, and that's lonely. I'm sure it's dark in there. Nobody's there to help. But right. what you don't know is what God sees. And so, and I just encourage everybody, like, it don't, wherever you are in this stage of your life, you don't know what God has ahead of you. He, right. and, but so good that he'll kind of gives us a glimpse every now and then to keep you encouraged. You know, mama in there cooking, you hungry. She might let you cook a little bit. <laughs> Come you on. A little bit, you know, but, and that's how God is. He'll give you a little glimpse. But you don't know what's ahead of you. You know, mm -hmm. this is when um, Paul, the Bible says that um, Ananias, he tell Ananias, he says, I want you to show him what great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Mm. Paul didn't, at the time, Paul didn't understand. But so even while he was persecuting the church, God had already, yeah. you don't know. And that's why I tell people, stop judging folks by their now. Yes. Now, but you don't know that in the church folks judging Paul saw even when he crossed over, they didn't want to deal with it. they was afraid of him because it's like, isn't this the same Saul? Right. Us? We was having church in basement hiding from him, but you can't judge people based off of what you know, what you see right. now, because you don't know what God has for them. And there exactly. were people who I'm telling you, and I'm sure for you and, and I know for me, who who said things about me because I was in my pro I didn't I didn't know the butterfly on the other end, mm -hmm. but I knew, and that's why I you know it's an, I want to encourage everybody that's watching this to just embrace where you are right now. It may not feel good, it may not be comfortable, but God knows there's a there's a butterfly on the other end. And he does. Yeah. Come on now. So I'm gonna kind of jump around a little bit because of the fact that your process you know mm -hmm. what you endure what you um you know there's some pieces to your story that we we haven't been able to tap um into uh much but the fact is that with your process it produced something and you're you're an author as well aren't you i am i am i've, I've written a couple of books um, I have a, um, a book called um, Delilah's Lap, um, Exposing the Spirit of Compromise. Um, that is available on Amazon. Just type in my Come name. Come on, shameless book. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have a devotion called Daily Glory, and it's just a motivational. Uh, it's 30 days of motivational empowerment quotes, and it's a journal as well. So, um, you, you know, everybody's writing books now, right? And I'm not yeah. diminishing. Thank God for the opportunity for, for us to have ways to express ourselves. Um, and I, I never thought I would do this. You, 
this is you have to understand that I was definitely a wannabe thug. <laughs> I, I was I was definitely an unsuccessful drug dealer. Testify. Now, <laughs> none of the stuff that God has allowed me to do in my mind was mm -hmm. not not that it wasn't in the plans. It wasn't even in the thoughts. And so <laughs> to have to to have been afforded the opportunity to be a blessing to people, mm -hmm. that's it's just important to me. And, and when you realize where you came from, and I think that's the problem with a lot of people, they forget where they came from. Yeah. But when you, when you remember where you came from and see how good God is, we yeah. are, we are. Past the head, Smith. It was going good too, y'all. I'm sorry. Am I back? <laughs> Yes, you're back. Okay. So we are, we're, we're pistols, but we're, we're, we're red among, no, among all men. Like, we, people, the only Jesus. <laughs> put it on do not, I put it on do not disturb. I don't know what's going on, but. I got it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so it's important that we share our testimony because you never know. You may be the only Jesus that somebody sees. You may be the only experience uh, of salvation and God's goodness that they will see is through your life. So. That's it right there. So we have to be living epistles. Living. Thank you. Yeah. Living epistles. Yes. Living epistles yeah. and not yeah. just epistles. We got to be living sacrifices, you know, um, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by okay. the renewing of our mind. So our mind has to be renewed in order for us to be um, effective in this walk and yeah. what God is calling us to. Yeah. Um, this is good. This is good. I appreciate you inviting me on. And now it makes sense, you know, with the rags to riches, because, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, going from we all start off in, in rags. Yes. Whether it's in a natural sense or spiritual sense. Mm -hmm. And as we experience Christ and, of course, um, then we experience the riches in his, you know, uh, uh, being in the kingdom of God, in his presence, being a child of God through our new birth experience. That's where all the riches, you know, the Bible says that uh, in his presence is the fullness of joy. And that is yes. right hand, our pleasures forevermore. So uh, it makes sense now, the rags to riches. So thank I God. I, I'm not going to lead you That's astray. Right. Like it was going to come together. Yeah, it came together. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed, Miss E. Marie. <laughs> hey, you know, Holy Spirit be speaking to me. It, sometimes it may not make sense to the natural, you yeah. know, but when you yeah. tap into the spiritual, it just, it comes, it comes, it flows. Every time, every time. Yeah. So um, how can people connect with you? Are you well, on social media? I am on social media. You can connect with me on Facebook. Um also on Instagram, uh, I, that's the, that's probably the extent of my social media. Any, I got other accounts, but I don't really know how to uh, <laughs> maneuver. But I definitely, I definitely know how to maneuver on Facebook. Okay, and also um, on um, Instagram. All right, y'all. So y'all heard it, Pastor Antoine Hatsbeth. He has been an amazing guest tonight. Um, sharing with us from rags to riches how his past does not define him you know 
he he may have not known who we was, but God always knew. So he had to catch up with God's plan for his life. And so just for him to be on, I'm grateful and thankful for, you know, you sharing your, your testimony. You're and um, <laughs> y'all hit him up on Facebook, on Instagram, go buy his books. He hey, can Amazon. I say this real quick? Yes, sir. Hey, I just want to say, first of all, I just want to thank you for um, the opportunity and just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. You have a voice that needs to be heard, a testimony that needs to be heard. And what you, and I, I just love what you're doing. And I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity um, to know you and to see what God is doing in your life. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're I appreciate welcome. that. Well, yeah. Pastor Headsmith, he's on social media, as I made reference to. So go find him on Facebook and Instagram. Find his books. They're on Amazon. I believe you have a book in, at Walmart, too. I have been in Walmart. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> We're we going to get them coins, y'all. He got to oh, get, get them get coins. Them coins. Yeah, yeah. Gotta make, make sure, sure this man of God, God get, get paid. paid. That's right. That's right. But yeah, you can just search me, go search engine on Amazon. Just put my name in, all my books will show up. All right. All right, y'all. So y'all so heard, heard it. Pastor Antoine Hedspeth uh, came on, shared a little bit of his testimony from Rags to Riches, how his past does not define him. So I hope you all were blessed. I hope y'all were encouraged, inspired, uplifted, empowered. Y'all know how I do. That's what we're here for. All right. So if you really enjoyed this um, particular episode, make sure that you hit me up, email info at ismeemarie.co, or you can go to my website, uh, put a comment on the page, do some feedback, whatever the case may be. But you could go to my website at www.ismeemarie.co. Thank y'all so much. It's your homegirl, your sister friend, signing off until next time. Do it.